0: Three, two, one. I got one thing to get off my chest, and that is football is back. Let me repeat that if you did not hear me. Football is back. And you have no idea how happy and pumped I am to see 11 games be scheduled to play tomorrow. That is music to my ears. And let me tell you why. Football is my first love. My family, friends, and co-workers can attest to that statement because they know and have even seen my passion for this sport on full display. I live, breathe, and die for football. Okay, that's a little extreme and I would never do anything bad, but you get my point. I'm a diehard football fan. Football has been at the epicenter of my life since I was five years old, and yet I never got an opportunity to play. For some reason, the schools I went to did not have football programs. Mom probably had something to do with that, now that I think of it, but that's neither here nor there, because football has given me a lot of things as a fan. For one, it has built my personality. I am alive when football is on. It has helped me become the social butterfly that I am. It has helped me forge bonds and memories with people like my dad, my best friends, and even strangers. It's a sport that truly has brought me a lot of joy, happiness, anger, and sadness. That's love, guys. I don't care what you say, that is love. And I know I'm not the only one that feels this way that feels that football is a -a one-of-a-kind sport. It's the modern-day gladiator sport that everyone loves. It owns a day of the week. Think about that. Football owns Sunday. Football gravitates millions of Americans to skip Sunday Mass, to go to the stadium, bar, or living room to watch their favorite team battle it out for 60 minutes. That's something special. And it's America's sport. Unlike baseball, basketball, soccer, and even hockey, football is as physical as it is mental. From the strength and endurance of the players, strategy and tactics of the coaching staff, to the camaraderie and fandom displayed between the fans and their players, football is unique. And let me tell you why football is unique. People watch football not because of the tenacity, brutality, thrill, or even the absurdities. They watch football because they have built a figurative bond. Some people like to call it momentum. You know, it's a force that drives fans to feel like they experience everything that the players, coaches, and team feel. And it's true. We feel every touchdown, every fumble, and every interception because we react to them. We yell, cuss, scream, and cry. Yes, we cry. Not just as kids, but even as adults. We feel all the injuries because it affects us. It affects our fantasy team. But we especially feel when our team wins and loses. That is what makes the game so bittersweet, so special, and so unique. The emotions are real, and they run high. And in this week's episode, I'm going to reveal my predictions for this year's season. Not only is the NFL turning 100, it's another year where 32 teams, including my favorite team, feel like they have a shot of winning the Super Bowl. Tears and blood will be shed, dreams and legacies will be crushed, because football is a sport where on any given Sunday, anything can happen. Whether you watch it, have started watching it, or don't watch it at all, you will hear people say, football is back. Okay, so I'm going to be doing something different in this week's episode. I'm going to be talking directly to those NFL fans out there who watch football. So spoiler alert, if you don't like football, then you're probably not going to understand what I'm about to say in the next 10 minutes. But fear not, because next week I won't be talking about sports or football. Anyways, like I said in the intro, I am so happy and pumped that football is back. I know it's only preseason, but man, I always feel optimistic when a new season starts. Especially as a Denver Bronco fan, I truly love watching the preseason. I love watching to see if our franchise quarterback is finally here in Denver. And my fingers are crossed that it's Drew Locke. I don't know. Uh, History has a funny way of repeating itself. John Elway doesn't really do good with drafting quarterbacks, so the verdict is still out. Uh, But anyways, optimism is definitely in the air. It is definitely flowing around all 32 teams when August hits because anything could happen. You got new faces in new places like Antonio Brown being a Raider. You have new rookies looking to make a name for themselves and the first overall draft pick in Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. And you got second year players looking to prove themselves in Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. And I know I've talked and even wrote about how crazy the NBA offseason has been, but the NFL is another beast. It's already brewing to be an amazing season this year. We already have drama with players like Ezekiel Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys holding out for a bigger contract. And that's a trend I don't see leaving anytime soon. We have a new rule change with review and pass interference. We have eight new coaches. And of course, we have storylines like, who's the favorite to win the Super Bowl? And that's where I'm going to be centering this episode on. It's early Super Bowl predictions. I am going to boldly say right here that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will beat Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns in Super Bowl 54. Listen, there are a lot of storylines across the sports world that have written off the great Aaron Rodgers. Some people say he's done. Some people say this is a make-or-break year for him to still be one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. And I may not agree with all of them, but I do believe this year is an important year for Aaron Rodgers and his legacy. You see, I like Aaron Rodgers. He is one of my favorite quarterbacks that I grew up with and the packers have been kind of like my second favorite team thanks to my dad and family members who have watched the packers over the years together my dad and i have witnessed aaron Rodgers' greatness but he only has one ring he won the super bowl back in 2010 and in that nine year span He's had a lot of injuries and bad luck. Look, the man broke his collarbone in 2013, tore his calf in 2014 and 16, and last year he had an MLC sprain. All of those injuries forced him to miss time, but that's just injuries. Rodgers has had a lot of bad luck. The man really has had no real talent around him on both offense and defense. You know, he has carried the team for the past nine years and the defense is definitely disappointed but the packers finally have a defense you see the packers are notorious for drafting homegrown defensive stars and they rarely spend money in free agency This year, things were different. They were more aggressive. The Packers completely built a defense that I believe can help Aaron Rodgers get past the NFC Championship with additions like Zadarius Smith, former edge rusher from the Baltimore Ravens, Preston Smith, former edge rusher from the Washington Redskins, Antonio Amos, former safety from the Chicago Bears, and getting draft picks like Rashawn Gary, E lineman from michigan and darnell savage safety from maryland all these players they're not splashy names they're not the best but they also aren't that bad green bay really built a sneaky good defense To me, they have suffered throughout the years with no depth and no real pass rush. Now they do with three edge rushers. Listen, Green Bay has had the injury bug for a while. All their stars seem to get injured late in the season. Now that they have depth, I feel like they could go the extra mile. Also Aaron Rodgers I think has a lot to prove. And he has that chip on his shoulder because everybody is not talking about him. They're talking about that other kid who the sports media think is the next Aaron Rodgers, and that is Patrick Mahomes. Listen, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. He threw 50 touchdowns last year and was the NFL MVP. But I think defenses are gonna test him. I think defenses are going to figure him out, and I think defenses are going to slow him down. And that brings me to who's going to represent the AFC this year, and that is the Cleveland Browns. You know, the Cleveland Browns, I think, finally have their guy in Baker Mayfield. They have a defense that a lot of people don't really know about and is really underrated. But also, a lot of people are forgetting that they have talent now surrounding Baker Mayfield, like Odell Beckham Jr., Kareem Hunt from the Kansas City Chiefs, and then combining current talent like Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb. That is an offense that is really going to be making headlines. I think It's going to be as good as last year's Kansas City offense. And I know on paper, the Cleveland Browns have probably the best roster in the NFL. But I think the stars are going to align. I think they're finally going to click. And Baker is going to be a really, really good quarterback. These are my predictions. Anything can happen. It's any given Sunday that there can be an injury, a suspension, a boom or bust scenario for any of these teams. And I believe in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers can get over the hump. You know, a lot of people in even Vegas are saying that the New Orleans Saints are the favorite to win the NFC and even win the Super Bowl. But the verdict is still out on the New Orleans Saints. And I say this because last year when they played the Dallas Cowboys, they looked bad. They lost. It was defensive pressure. Pressure that really flustered Drew Brees. Listen, I love Drew. He is a Hall of Fame quarterback without a doubt, and he's breaking so many records. But age will definitely catch up on this guy. Even the best, I don't believe that Drew Brees is gonna have an outstanding season just like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he has Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, but those are two stars. And in the AFC, really, it comes down to three teams that I think have a legitimate shot of going to the Super Bowl and representing the AFC for the next five years. That's the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts. Listen, if it's not Cleveland representing the AFC, it's probably going to be Indianapolis. Indianapolis has rebuilt that team as far as the Kansas City Chiefs defense it comes down to defense they have no pass rush they traded D4 to the San Francisco 49ers and have lost a lot of weapons listen that team revolves around Patrick Mahomes and he's young they're gonna have a legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl for the next 10 years but I don't think this year they're gonna make it and that's why I believe the Cleveland Browns are gonna sneak past everyone I believe they're going to get past the NFC North and they're going to have control of their own destiny as far as home field advantage. I like Baker Mayfield just as much as I like Aaron Rodgers. These guys are talented, but a lot of people are disrespecting them. And I feel this year they're going to show everyone that they can make it to the Super Bowl. It's going to be interesting. Regardless, I don't know whether my predictions are going to live up. I don't know what will happen. All I know is that football is back. It's preseason and I'm hyped. I got an adrenaline rush. So, this week, guys, if you're a football fan, definitely tune into some football games. Get your fantasy mock drafts in and get prepared for September 5th because the Packers are going to be playing the Chicago Bears. And we all know how last year that ended. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this week's episode and think someone else will, please share it. You can find me live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and now TuneIn Radio. Until next time, guys, this is Matt signing off for the day.